Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different. Different. This is NOCO FM. Good evening, welcome, welcome one and all to another beautiful edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, returned with glory. Corbin David Alba here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it is the fourth weekend of August, and what a week it has been. The Amazon is on fire. We're trying to buy Greenland. Peter Fonda died. My allergies are coming back, and I am never taking another week off again. I get it, universe. I was planning on going to Hawaii next year, but I realize if I do that, I might actually trigger the apocalypse. So don't worry, guys. I'm not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the Amazon rainforest and the fact that it's on fire because it's probably the most depressing story this week. And I'm in one of those kinds of moods. So strap in, friends. Let's jump on the apocalypse train. Choo choo. So the Amazon is on fire, as was widely reported by oh so many blogs and news outlets this past week. And one of my favorite things about it when the story, you know, quote unquote, broke was how all the headlines of all these news agencies were like, the Amazon has been on fire for the last three weeks and no one has noticed as if they have no fucking agency in this entire exchange. It's like, yeah, if only there was some news agency around to report on the fire being around. But Uh, Apparently, it was someone else's job to report on it. So uh, I guess I will take it upon myself since no one else has apologized. I, Corbin David Alba, on behalf of all of the world's media, apologize for not telling everyone that the Amazon rainforest was on fire. I thought I just left my hot pockets in the oven for too long, but it turns out it's, you know, nature's lungs. So go figure. That's the last time I start watching The Wire in the dark without any sound. So yes, the Amazon is on fire, and the reason it's on fire is because, you guessed it, right-wing shitheads. Our favorite villains of the 21st century. So there is a new president of Brazil. If you've been following international news, my savvy cosmopolitan listener, there is a new president of Brazil. His name is Jair Bolsonaro, which is a great name, but not such a great guy. He is a extremist right wing proto dictator, very pro military, uh, who kind of occupied a fringy kind of like joke status in the last election, but using the power of social media, he was able to exploit a lot of people's mistrust of the corrupt center-left government and ascended to power. And, oh, wait a minute, this is all sounding very, very goddamn familiar, is it not? I think I picked up a different book. Holy shit. Uh, So, yeah, Jair Bolsonaro, or Balsamwood, or whatever his last name is, he is a little bit of a Trump type, but he's also... Uh, extremely uh, pro-corporate, anti-environment, 
as well. He has talked at length about clearing out the Amazon rainforest and the indigenous tribes that live there. So he's a little bit of a cross between Donald Trump and Saruman, if you need a kind of like comparison to that. So essentially what's going on in Brazil in SparkNotes form, I should have mentioned this earlier, it's not uncommon for the rainforest to be on fire around this time. This is its general nature approved on fire time, also known as the dry season, uh, in which farmers typically you know, burn sections of the forest to make room uh, for their farmland and their crops and their thousand faceless animals and all those fun things. Problem is that these farmers are burning nearly twice of what they normally burn. And the administration is looking the other way on it. And so now we have the current situation where the forest is on fire. Uh, of course, uh, Jair Bolsonaro did say that the fire might actually be the act of pro-environmentalists, which is some really good reverse psychology if you're an environmentalist. I can't think of a better play than burning down the forest. No one would ever expect that move. Uh, but he says that they are doing it in an attempt to discredit him, to make him look bad. They're lighting the forest on fire to make him look bad, which is a totally sensible tack, I think. But I truly hope that eventually Captain Planet, played by The Rock, will swoop in at some point, punch Jair Bolsonaro in the face, and then turn his fingers into fire hoses and cure the entire Amazon rainforest. And it'll be great. And that is the plot of the movie that I pitched in the last episode. So I'm glad that we were finally able to come full circle on that plot point. Anyway, I'm done talking about environmentalism and geopolitics and all that boring shit. Let's listen to some tunes. This is What's On Your Mind by Sandtimer. Isn't free. I'm not the one who isn't free 
Welcome back, Web Slingers, to Corbin vs. the World. We just got done hearing Sand Timer and their song, What's on Your Mind, followed up by Crazy Diamonds, You Know Who You Are, by Elementary Penguins. A little bit long-winded there. And finally, we had the song Diamond, very diamond-centric playlist there, by the artist Suline. So it has been a little bit of a demoralizing week for comic book movie fans as well. And based on the box office, that means about 96% of the world's population. Uh, We're all very sad and depressed because once again, poor Peter Parker in Spider-Man is completely behind the eight ball of some greedy ass corporate suits trying to make some extra dough. That's right, guys. We lost Spider-Man again. 
That's twice in one year Spider-Man has passed out of our consciousness. God, it just it hurts even more the second time, I think, because I mean, you can always retcon him back into existence, but when there's crazy corporate money involved, shit, we might not see Spidey for another 20 years, especially if the mouse doesn't get its due, damn it. And let me take this moment to shout out Disney and their crazy effective fucking KGB cyber mafia shit in weaponizing the internet to get so mad at Sony to pressure them into taking another like shitty deal for their Spider-Man movies, because that's basically what this is about. Spider-Man may yet come back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I, I count this shit like I would, like, when a character dies in Dragon Ball Z. Like, I'm sad for, like, two days, and then I remember, like, he'll probably get wished back in some bullshit, you know, a season later. So it'll be fine. Spider-Man will be back when eventually Sony decides to eat some crows. See, the reason why this is all going on uh, is because previously, Spider-Man has always been property of Sony. It's their crown jewel. It's like their number one thing because they know that at the end of the day, they can always crank out a Spider-Man movie and make a shitload of money off of it, regardless of quality. Am I right, Amazing Spider-Man? Anyway, sorry, Andrew Garfield, or more specifically, Andrew Garfield's hair. But the reason why all of this is happening is because originally the deal was that Sony would split a little bit of their box office gross, like a little 5% little Nutella sliver to go on the wheat thin of Disney uh, just for them to throw uh, Kevin Feige over and make sure that the movie didn't suck. So, you know, basically Sony paid a little bit out of the box office and then Marvel used their magical Marvel powers to make sure that the movie didn't suck donkey dick. And that was a pretty good arrangement for a little bit. But then the mouse got hungry and the mouse has already eaten so much, but the mouse is still hungry and now it wants Spider-Man, not pictures of Spider-Man. It wants 50% of Spider-Man gross so it can buy half of the world and maybe a little bit of Jupiter too for the extension of Disneyland. And they'll call it Jupiter too. But overall, I'm not really busted up about it as much as some people are, you know, because I'm not a fucking nerd. And also, we've had like 10 Spider-Man movies like we have hit our quota. And if we have learned anything in the last 15 odd years that we had this like superhero overload, it's that the Marvel Cinematic Universe will probably be a okay without Spider-Man. We had Iron Man and Thor and all the formerly B-list superheroes who were pretty much running the show for a decade and everything was fine. You turn the Guardians of the Galaxy into an awesome franchise, which no one was expecting. And now you have the Fantastic Four, which again, you have magic Marvel powers to make that not shitty. And you have the X-Men. You don't need Spider-Man on your team. Shit, you got the best kickball team possible for your cinematic universe. Just let Spidey percolate for a little bit. Let Spidey sit on the back burner for like 10 or 15 years. Do all your cool arcs with, like, Doctor Doom and, you know, more crazy Infinity Wars. Again, I'm not a fucking nerd. I don't know anything about comic books, so I'm assuming there's, like, a super Thanos with, like, crazy hair like Goku that can, like, fuck everyone up. So let all that play out, then bring back Spider-Man and Captain Planet. Then we've got a whole thing. Then you've got fucking Tom Holland and The Rock. He can be 
Captain Planet and Hobbs and Shaw. Jason Statham is in it. Bring them all together. The gang's all there. Have a big blockbuster shit. And oh, fuck. I'm just describing Ready Player One, aren't I? Ah, fuck. Well, this is embarrassing, isn't it? I'm going to go to Tunes before I have to owe money to Spielberg.
Welcome back, party rockers. You are still listening to Corbin versus the World. You just got done listening to Sheer Mag and their new song, The Killer. Sheer Mag has a new album coming out oh so soon, which is going to be full of classic rock shredding, which I'm oh so excited about. So check that out when that album is out. Followed up, we had Strawberry Lace and their song Ever Be. And finally, we had some shredding from Bars of Gold by Worthless Chorus. And speaking of bars of gold, I've been thinking a lot about investing my money because when you enter your 30s, that is the kind of thing that you're supposed to be thinking about according to the economy. And I want to put my money into real estate. And I think, guys, I am inspired by the news. I think I'm going to buy Greenland. If Donald Trump isn't going to do it, that is some prime real estate that no one is using. I looked it up on Wikipedia. There's like 50,000 people there and maybe some elk. I can totally scrounge up enough money to invest in that shit. If Trump's not going to do it, I can like reach underneath my car seat, find all the pennies there, uh, crack open my piggy bank. I can raid our Patreon page and lie to Chris about it. I can go and get a bunch of scratch-off tickets at 7-Eleven, and eventually something will break. I will strike gold, and I will buy Greenland, and I promise that I will use that real estate for good. Maybe I'll repurpose it into a giant amusement park. Maybe I'll make it a big nature conservatory. Maybe I'll just make it a place where I can go and only me, because I realized when I was on vacation that I need to go someplace where nobody is. 
ever. So maybe I'll make that my little like retreat, like that guy in the painting. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We're going to get a group of investors together. Me, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, the guy from Woodstock 50, the reanimated corpse of Jay Inslee's political career. We're all going to put our money together in a big bag and we're going to buy Greenland. And after we buy Greenland, I'm going to play some new tunes for you. And that's what we're going to do right now. This upcoming song is Reason Don't Define by Parallelophants.
Welcome back, Planeteers, to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Parallelephants and their song Reason Don't Define. That song reminds me a little bit of Modern Gorillas. Anyway, the next song was You're Gonna Miss Me. That was a cover of the 13th Floor Elevators. That was by The Ghost of a Sabertooth Tiger. That is another project of Sean Lennon, who I've been playing a lot of on this show lately. How fun. And finally, we had Good Night by the band Dry Cleaning. Very fun post-punk group coming up there so friendos we are just wrapping up this episode of corbin versus the world so allow me to give my usual end of episode shout outs make sure that you go onto the noco fm website and check out our other lovely lovely programs that we have on our network also if you're just going about your normal day in the main, you might want to just tune in to the regular NOCO FM music stream because we are in the middle of revamping that bad boy, making it all super modern, super local, super hip and trendy. So if you feel like you need some new hip tunes in your life, I promise you that our NOCO FM stream will provide that. And that will include some tunes that we have played on this show previously as well in addition to some bands that are more colorado local trying to keep it fun trying to keep it within the family so also make sure to go onto instagram and like our pages at corbin versus the world and at noco fm we are going to be piling on all kinds of fun content in the coming months we're going to be unleashing a new live streaming event that is me-related oh so soon. It will be called Ask Corbin Anything, in which you get to, you guessed it, ask me anything about life, the universe, and everything. We will be live streaming me, responding to the great unwashed masses, and probably having an aggressively amazing time doing it. Also, the Corbin vs. the World blog will be up and running oh so soon, in which I will be writing about all sorts of delightful tunes and politics and entertainment things and what Nicolas Cage movie I think is great and whether I've ever actually seen a James Bond movie. I haven't, but I'll be writing about all that fun shit on the blog as well. So a lot of cool, fun, exciting stuff in the future for Corbin vs. the World and NOCO FM. But anyway, I want to close out with some lovely dancey dance electronic tunes so this last tune that you have coming your way or a series of tunes 
This first track is called City in Lights. This is by Africa Express and a whole host of collaborators, including Nick Zenner from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. So it automatically has my seal of approval. So we also have songs by Empress of and Yell coming up to close us out. But I hope you very much enjoyed this episode. I very much enjoyed making it for you. My name is... Corbin David Alba, I have been your hero. This is Corbin versus the world. Hope you appreciate the tunes, and I appreciate you.
vile corrupted. You fucked with the mouse. Greetings, you are now listening to Corbin vs. the World. It has been appropriated by the Disney Mouse Corporation. Corbin is us. We are Corbin. We are all together. We are the mouse. This has been a production of NOCO FM.